Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to um, the Heaven and Hell podcast to a Sunday recap. I'm so excited to share this recap with you all today. It's a very, very special day. We had a special service. Today was Mother's Day. And oh my goodness, it was just such a good morning. And I'm excited to share. We had three speakers at church this morning. We had three different moms from our church um, delivered the message and or messages. And so I'm excited to share with you guys um, just a little bit more just a little bit about what each of them had to say. They were so good, and I'm really excited about that. Um, Let's see if I need to update you on anything. I'm hoping to have an episode out this Thursday. I've got a few ideas, and um, looking forward to sharing that with you on Thursday, a Bible study tool, tips and tools episode. And... School is almost over. We're almost there. I've got eight days left with my kiddos. um, And one of those days is field day. And one of those days is awards day. So we're wrapping up this school year. That means summer break's coming up, which means more time to do some recording for the podcast. But it also means um, church camps and VBS and all of those things. And so I'm hoping to have the opportunity to share about all of that with you guys here on the podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's just hop right in with our Sunday recap. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of you who are listening out there. Um, I think most of my audience is female, as far as I know, from like the stats and stuff I get. Um, But I've got a few men out there listening as well. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms who are listening. And I just want to take this time. Mother's Day is hard, and and this is something that um, we strive for as a church um, in our congregation because we want to make a big deal out of Mother's Day, but we also want to just honor everyone and where they are in their life. And so I want to do that for this podcast, too. Um, I just want to say um, to all of you who are listening, wherever you are, whatever stage of life you're in, whether you um, are hoping to be a mother in the future, whether you are current, whether you are, I guess, if you're currently a mom, you're always a mom. But whether you're a mom um, right now, maybe you have a strained relationship with your mother. Maybe you are a mom who has a strained relationship with your child. Maybe you're a mother who has lost a child. There are all kinds of circumstances that we're in. Maybe you've lost your mother. I know we have a lot of women in our church today um, right now who have lost their moms, and that's really hard. Um, But I just want to say that I honor each and every one of you in the hard work that you do. Maybe you're a mother to children that you didn't give birth to. You're amazing, all of you. You're doing the work of the Lord. Um, I did our revival recap last week. And I didn't really talk about the revival that we had been in the week before, but Brother Josh Drum was at our church, and he preached a message on Sunday morning at our church about faithfulness. And one of the points that he made was that 
God's um, measurement, his measuring stick for faithfulness is so different than ours. And he gave the example of Moses, how um, Moses did all of these amazing things, right? We look at him as a man of great faith. He went back to Egypt and he told Pharaoh, let my people go. And he, God used him to perform all of these um, miracles and he led the children of Israel out and he, you know, led them through the Red Sea and all of these things. But then in the end, Moses didn't get to go into the promised land. And the reason for that was when God told Moses, I want you to speak to the rock and water's going to come forth. Moses didn't do it. He struck the rock with his rod. And the point of Josh's message is that we look at people who have great faith because of their, the big things that they do. But God looks at our faith based on the smallest things that we do. Um, actually, Jesus said um, in the Gospels, he says, if you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And I think that speaks to the role of mothers, whether you have your own children or just children that or people that you have loved on as a mother. Um God sees your faithfulness and that's, sorry, coming back around. That's what I wanted to say uh, about Josh's message. He said, you don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be an amazing singer. You don't have to be anything showy. He said, God appreciates the faithfulness of a mother who loves her children and leads them to the Lord. That's huge, mighty faith. And so I want to give honor to all the moms out there who are teaching their children about Jesus or teaching kids that are not their own about Jesus. You are doing an incredible work for the Lord and he sees your faithfulness. And I just want to honor you today. And we honored the moms at our church by asking three moms, um, three women who have our moms to children, to, uh, children and adults. Well, I guess they're all adults in our church, but also they have um, been a mother figure to a lot of people who have come through our congregation. And one was my mom. And then one was my aunt Dawn. And then one was another lady in our church, Tracy. And they're all amazing, amazing women of God. And they each had a different message, but they all tied together and it was so good. So I'm just going to give you a quick recap of each of their messages. And I hope that it helps you. They were so encouraging to me. So I hope they encourage you as um, you go through your week this week. So, and these are for seriously, don't stop listening. Just if you're not a mom, because these, it's a Mother's Day message, but it was for the church in general. So the first message um, Tracy, she talked about Ruth and she gave us a really great recap of the book of Ruth. And I'm going to try, I'll do it. Um, when I, I do this with my kids at school and I do it, if I ever teach the kids at church, I say, I'm going to do a speedy recap. And it's where I talk really, really fast, even faster than I normally talk to retell the story, uh, a story in the Bible. So she gave a recap of Ruth. I'm going to give you a speedy recap just in case you've never read the book. And if you haven't, it's only four chapters. You should go read it. It's an easy read. It's a great, great story. And it's a huge part of um, the story of Jesus. So anyways, so there's this man, his name is Elimelech. I'm going to talk really fast. There's this man, his name is Elimelech. He takes his two sons and his wife and they move to the country of Moab because there's a famine. While they're there, Elimelech gets sick. His two sons get married. They marry a woman named Orpah and Ruth. And then his 
And Limelech dies and his two sons die. And so Naomi, his wife, is left there with her two daughter-in-law. She tells him, y'all should just go back to your family. I've got nothing to offer you. I'm going to move back home with my family. You know, this didn't work out. And so Orpah goes back with her family. But Ruth says in this famous scripture that is the, it's like the key scripture from the book of Ruth. She says, wherever you go, I'll go. And um, where you stay, I'll stay. And your God will be my God. And so um, Naomi and Ruth, they go back to, um, I think they were from Bethlehem. Anyways, they go back to uh, Naomi's home country. And when they're there, uh, Naomi, she says, I'm, I'm changing my name tomorrow, which means bitterness. And um, this is, you know, because things have not turned out for me very well. But she says, you know what, Ruth, there is something I can do for you. We have this kinsman. We have this relative. And I'm going to reach out to him and see if he can help us. And so uh, she reaches out to Boaz, their kinsman. He says, actually, you have a, a kinsman who is even nearer than me. Um, but before before this happens, I'm missing out on a, an important part. Naomi tells Ruth, she says, I want you to go. Boaz owns these fields. And I want you to go and I want you to just um, reap with his reaper. So I want you to pick up the grain, pick up whatever is out there. And so Boaz sees her and he tells him, he says, hey, whatever you drop, just leave it so that Ruth can pick him up. And then there's this part of the story that's really weird where she goes in and lays at his feet while he's asleep. And then he wakes up and he sees her and she's like, he's like, what in the world's happening? And she says, throw your skirt or your blanket over me. And this is kind of, it's all very symbolic. But um, he says, hang on, before we move forward with this, you have an, a kinsman who is closer than me. And so he goes, they they work out this deal. Anyways, all's well that ends well. Uh, Boaz is considered her kinsman redeemer. He marries Ruth. They have a son named Obed. Obed has a son named Jesse. And Jesse has a son named David also known as King David. So that's a very, very quick recap of the book of Ruth. Great story. Um, but Tracy used it to pull out these points and they were so good. And I, I, I wrote them down. And so she was talking to the moms. Um, but, she's, but it's a good message for, and she was talking to the church in general too. It's a really good message to uh, moms and Christians alike that there are going to be times when you want to give up. In the story, Naomi wanted to give up. There's going to be times when it looks like everything is against you, when it feels like, you know, it's just way too hard. And um, she mentioned how the book of Ruth is considered a book about redemption. She said, but I, th I would say that this is a book about never giving up. They tried everything. They said, we're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. Um, and so she says, if you feel like it's too hard, if you feel like you just don't have the time, you don't have the energy, or you're just, maybe you feel like you're not even worthy of what the Lord has for you, um, there's four things you can do. You can reset, readjust, restart and refocus and just don't give up. And I think that's a beautiful way to put it. We're all going to face situations in this life that are just hard that are, I mean, and hard's not even a strong enough word. Like there's going to be times where we're just um, in the pits of despair. And when we get to feeling like that and we feel like we need to, we want to give up, we need to pause and just say, what can I do? What can I adjust here? Um, I'm just going to have a reset. I'm going to restart and I'm going to focus my eyes on Jesus and um, allow him to help me to step in and to help me um, to go in a different direction. And so um, that was the end of her message. It was so good and so encouraging. She also talked about um, 
she talked about her own mother and how she never gave up, even when times were hard, um, in praying for her family. And it was such a good reminder. Um, I think pro- I'm not a mom, but as a pastor's wife, and just from what I've seen from moms, like your, your children aren't always going to do what you want them to do. And they're not always going to follow everything that you've taught them. But um, as a church, we don't give up on people, just just like moms don't give up on their kids. And she related this to praying for your children, that you should um, never give up on praying for your children. And so if you're listening today, maybe your children have walked away from God, or maybe you have family members, or maybe you have friends who have walked away from God. Don't give up. Don't give up on praying for them. Um, the Lord, The Lord can do a mighty work in their lives. All right. Message number two was from my mom. She did such a good job. I I don't have very many notes. Let's see. I need to find the scriptures. I was her reader today. I read the scriptures for her. And it was in Acts chapter 16 is where she took her scriptures. And she told this story about Lydia. And Lydia is another woman in the Bible that you may not um, know about. She's just in a few scriptures. But she lived in Philippi. And... um, she was a wealthy woman. She was a seller of purple. And um, she had, it says that she worshiped God. Um, the Lord had opened her heart and she was a student of Paul's. She had been baptized. And um, the verse here, Acts chapter 16, verse 15 says, And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So she provided a place for Paul to stay while he was in that city. And my mom told some stories about um, when we were growing up. And this is something I don't know if all, this is something my mom always did. And she got it from her mom. Because um, I've known, even in my lifetime, I've seen grandmama, my grandmama do this too. All um, growing up, my mom and my grandmama both, I've watched them open their homes to people. And my mom had four kids, but every summer, it seemed like um, there would be, we would have friends who would come and wouldn't just like stay a weekend with us, but would stay the whole summer. We had friends who came and stayed the whole summer with us. Um, and we had friends who would come and stay the weekend with us and stuff too. And my grandmama's the same way. She's opened up her house so many times for people to come live with her, to stay with her. And um, that's been a really unique experience for me and for my family um, that the Lord has been able to use us in that way. And mama told some stories on us girls about some of our friends who we would have come stay with us. And and the thing is, um, especially when you're a teenager, you have friends and you have friends that come into your life for a season um, and friends who come into your life for a reason. I think that's a saying, but we had, we had friends who would come and who would stay with us. And you know what? We're not as close with some of those friends today as we used to be. And that, that can be hard, right? Because you let people in, you let people into your home and you let people into your heart. And then when they leave, it can be really hard. It can be really heartbreaking. And I'm sure, um, whether you've had people who have come in literally lived in your home with you or not we all have had that experience of letting someone in our hearts um and then when they walk away it's really hard but this is the job of the church right to be welcoming and to um, allow people in and this was the point that mama said that really um 
stood out to me. She was talking about um, whenever, uh, let's say, one of my sisters had a friend who uh, came home with her one weekend, and my mom said that she was actually grocery shopping, and she was just, she said she heard the voice of the Lord, that the Lord told her, are you going to let her in? And my mom said she was just talking to the Lord, and she said, yeah, I've already a letter in my home. You know, we've we've let her in. We're, we're letting her stay with us. And she said the Lord responded to her and said, but are you going to let her into your heart? Because it's so easy to, to be guarded when people have hurt you, right? And um, she said that that was a message for the church, that we let people in, and literally— or physically, we let them into the church and we say, come on, you're welcome. And, and we give them a job or we let, you know, we let just let them come to church. You get to be a member. Um, but maybe sometimes we still hold them at an arm's distance. We don't let them into our hearts because we've been hurt before. And the message this morning was just a call to let people in to the, to our hearts. And I just thought it was so powerful. It really, it really spoke to me. Um, because I'm, I'm a kid who grew up in church and I've been hurt. I've been hurt by people and I've had relationships, friendships that didn't work out. And, um, I, it's, it just spoke to me and I hope that it speaks to you too. Maybe there's someone that you're thinking about right now. Like, you know, I've been holding them at a, at an arm's distance because I don't want to let them in too close because I don't, I don't want to get hurt, but that's our job. And that's what Jesus Oh my goodness, that's what Jesus does for us, right? He lets us in. He welcomes us in knowing because he knows, knowing that there are going to be times that we're going to mess up and that we're going to break his heart and still he lets us in. So I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for the love of Jesus and I'm thankful for the example he gave us. And that's my prayer today is that he could help me to be more like him in that way, to let people in, not just into my home, not just into our church, but into our hearts. So we can love them, love them to Jesus. All right. Um, Message number three was um, my Aunt Dawn, Sister Dawn. She spoke this morning and she did so good. Her message tied in really well um, with both of the ones that came before. And she said, you know, there's, of course, people in the church who are not moms, but everyone has a mom. She said, so I want to speak to everyone who has a mom. And she read a really uh, poem. It's called A Mother's Journey. I should have looked it up so I could read it here on the podcast, but I didn't. Um, but she started with um, this illustration. She was just telling the story. She grew up in Idaho and she was talking about, you know, when it would be cold outside and her and her siblings would be playing outside and it would be cold and then it would start to get late and her mom would call them all in and when they would come in she'd have like a cup of hot chocolate made for them and she said my mom was always there waiting ready for us and she um the title of her message was I'll be here when you get home and she just talked a lot about a mother's love and how a mom, you know, all a mom wants really is for her children to come home, to come visit her, to stop by and to say hi and to, to eat a meal with her. And, um, that the church is the same way. And Jesus uses the church in this way that, um, what he really wants is for his children to come home and to come into his house and to, uh, and to spend time with him and to sit down for a meal with him. Oh my goodness. And she used this, of course, 
you know I would love this. She said um, that um, the church, she uh, said that the church always has a meal for everyone. She said, if you're a picky eater, that God's word has a meal for you. That if you or if you're willing to eat anything, the God's word has a meal for you. She said, but we've got to learn eventually to feed ourselves. That you still have to eat when you go home. You can't just eat when you're at mama's house. You got to learn to cook so that you can eat when you get home. And she compared that to our Bible reading. And I think that that's just such a great illustration. We get great meals when we go to church. And um, if our pastor, our preacher is rightly dividing the word of God, man, we can really get fed when we're in the house of God. But we've got to, uh, one meal a week is not enough to sustain us. We've got to learn how to feed ourselves throughout the week. I really loved that point. It was really good. Um, and she talked about how, you know, so she used it for this present time that right now, um, she said, wherever you are, whoever you are, if you're willing that you can come home, you can come home to the church and that Jesus is waiting with open arms um, to accept you into his house. But that um, for those of us who are, in the church who belong to the body of Christ that um, someday we're going to, we're going to get to go um, to the next life. And when we get there to those pearly gates and we um, we've reached heaven, he's going to be there. Jesus is going to be there saying, I'm your home and I'm here. Um, and so th- her message was, I'll be here when you get home, whether it's the church or whether it's looking for that well done when we get to heaven, that um, Jesus is always there. He's waiting for us with open arms whenever we're ready to come home. It was beautiful. And and what I loved is that I looked out across the congregation at the end of our service, and we have families and people from all different walks of life. And they're all, they were walking across the room to put their arms around each other and to to lift one another up and to pray with one another. And it was just really a beautiful sight. And so wherever you find yourself on this Monday morning, um, on this coming out of this Mother's Day weekend, um, however you celebrated or didn't celebrate, I hope that you know um, that the family of God is a great family. And it's one... um, where people aren't perfect and uh, you could get hurt um, just like with any other family, but there's forgiveness, there is grace. And ultimately we have a father in heaven who looks down and he has wrapped his arms around us and he says, um, I want you to come home and there's a come into my house and abide with me. Or if you've messed up, it's okay. It's just time to, to readjust some things, to refocus to get your eyes back on me. So wherever you are this morning or whenever you listen to this podcast, I hope that that you can that you're in a place where you can get your eyes on Jesus and that you can find a family um of God, a house of God where um you feel like you belong. And um I love you guys and I hope that uh you I hope that you have a great week. And um, I can't wait to talk to you next time. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider 
leaving a review or rating it. I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God, and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.